And how beautiful would it be if we could all step into this summer normalizing that. Normalizing that all bodies are worth loving. Normalizing that, you know, no matter what we weigh, we can learn to love ourselves and accept ourselves as we are instead of punish ourselves for what we're not. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 128 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, and today I am coming at you solo with a major heart-to-heart, a major heart-to-heart. And I just want to preface this conversation with a trigger warning um, around eating disorders and body dysmorphia and... um, anything of the sort uh, that you might be navigating in your own personal life. I will say I'm not going to be going into the ins and outs and the specifics around this. I've already done that about my personal journey um, in previous episodes of the podcast. If you're looking for those specifically, um, you can check out episode 107 where I share my personal whole story around my cycles um, through multiple eating disorders in my 20s and late teens, and you can also check out uh, episode 108, um, where I have an incredible guest around all things eating disorder disorder cycles. Um, But today I wanted to speak from the heart around something I've personally been navigating, something I see a lot of people talking about not knowing how to navigate uh, online, and also something I'm seeing within my clients right now. So we're going to be having a chat. So whether you are on a walk and listening as you go or have this on while you are um, cleaning the house or running errands or popping somewhere on a drive, uh, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, I just want you to know that I see you and I hear you and I'm with you. And I hope that this expression of my own experience Uh, reminds you of the important things and helps you feel a little less alone in your own journey with your body and feeling confident and at home in your own skin. Before we get there, I want to let you all know um, that tickets are officially live for the next Live Your Fuck Yes Life Virtual Summit. This is the third one we are doing, and I'm so excited. The theme for this one is around all things sex and sexuality. I've been uh, asked time and time again for a summit on this, and it's going to be freaking epic. Um, the link to snag your tickets is in my bio. You just need to um, snag the Eventbrite ticket and... Um, you will get added to the private Facebook group where all of it is going down. Whether you can attend live or um, if you're busy that day, uh, you can watch the replay. Um, It is just as potent and impactful either way. Um, I know a lot of you have busy lives and there's lots of stuff going on and I wanted to make this as accessible as possible. Uh, There will be 
four guest speakers, excluding myself, the day of. Um, And then I also have two bonus guest speakers that are coming on as well. We are going all around the map talking about, you know, the different spectrum of sexuality to Sex Toys 101 to open relationships to just a a pretty impactful Q&A around all things sex um, to a embodiment um, and talking about polarity in the bedroom when it comes to um, having a better sex life and intimacy with your partner or partners um, to a closing chakra ceremony and beyond. It's going to be amazing and I cannot wait to see you inside of there. If you are a BIPOC or part of the LGBTQ plus community, please DM me uh, and ask for the discount code. Uh, Like I said, accessibility is so important to me and um, I can't wait to see all of you inside the space and go on the really amazing journey that is the summit. If you've been there before, you know the magic. And if you haven't, I encourage you to take the plunge and um, I will see you inside there. Okay, so what are we talking about this week? Um, Something that I have been working through personally for the last few months, really feeling the effects and the impacts of the last two weeks. And I'm kind of going through it as I'm talking to you, which I don't always share in that way. Um, But this one felt important to do so for a lot of reasons. Um, Mostly and largely because I haven't really shared um, in time about anything around uh, any thoughts around my eating disorder recovery or uh, my body dysmorphic tendencies in real time. It's always been after the fact, um, sharing my story from years years back. Um, But I've been sitting with a lot of different things as the pandemic is kind of rolling around, and at least in the U.S., um, quarantine is coming to an end, you know, um, for all of us vaxxed folks. And it's also made, you know, this very interesting dynamic of, oh, okay, I can be seen now again, um, whether that's seeing other people, be seen in public, going places, um, you know, and coming out of this essential, essentially we've been hiding in, in many ways uh, for the last year plus. Uh, I know I personally have. I have been taking uh, quarantine pretty seriously and haven't really uh, gone very many places outside of the bubble that is my home and my tiny, tiny bubble um, of humans. And, you know, as I consider and start the process of reintroducing small things into my life or uh, the potential of dating and um, meeting new people and actually seeing them face-to-face instead of uh, virtually uh, and so many other things, I have been met with um, some fear popping up. And it's been so focused around my body. And when I really took some time to sit with myself and ask myself, like, where this was coming from and why, I realized it's because I am right now 
I think, the heaviest I have ever been in my life. And I say that, the I think component of that, because I haven't actually weighed myself. I I haven't owned a scale or, or weighed myself in a very long time because it is a, a ma- massive trigger for me. Numbers were super huge um, part of my sense of self and worth uh, for a long time at the beginning of my eating disorder journey, um, whether that was the number on the scale or um, calories or whatnot. And I say, I think, um, because I feel the heaviest. I feel like when I look in the mirror, I see a bigger version of myself than I have in a long time. And it was very interesting to realize that because what I realized was the the version of myself, the figure I was witnessing in front of me looked a lot like the figure that I would see in photos um, the few months that led up to my first step into my eating disorder cycle, the first major diet I stepped into when I was 20 years old. And I will never forget the moment that that took place. I had gone on vacation with my family and um, was sending, you know, had just started, well, no, I was a year and a bit into my relationship with my now husband. And I was sending him photos from the, from the trip to keep him kind of um, up to date with what I was doing and all sorts of stuff. And I found myself not wanting to send pictures of me uh, because I would look at them and I, I didn't like what I saw. I was really unhappy, actually, with what I saw. And I know so many of you can relate to this. I think this is the moment that has kicked off a lot of our body dysmorphia journeys or eating disorder journeys because we see something either in the mirror or in a photo and uh, it freaks us out. And I remember back then thinking, oh my God, I'm huge. And saying all of these really derogatory, really mean things about my body to myself. And I found it so interesting because I, I look in the mirror now and I see a beautiful human. I see a beautiful human who is curvier than she has been. I see so much love for myself. And I also felt a lot of sadness when I made this realization. And if you're watching the YouTube, you've noticed that my, my eyeballs have uh, filled with a, a little bit of, of tears because I genuinely, after all the work I've done, I genuinely can look in the mirror and be okay with where I'm at right now. And, and not just okay, but like love myself where I'm at. And it's not despite of the fact that I am heavier than I have been. Um, that doesn't matter, you know, um, at the end of the day. Um, but for so long it did. And I would be lying if I said that when I made that realization, the shoulds didn't start to pile up. Oh, well, you should be really miserable with how you're looking. Where right? You should maybe think about going on a diet or should uh, – cover yourself up more with your clothes. There were, you know, there were a lot of shits that came to play because the pattern 
right, that I have had imprinted in my brain for so long and that we all have been programmed to believe is that bigger and heavier is bad, should be changed, isn't worthy of love. And I'm not even, you know, big according to, you know, I think, you know, certainly like there's no way that I would ever be considered a part of the plus size community. I don't even know that the mid-size community would consider me. Technically, I fall into that given the size of clothing that I'm wearing right now. But, you know, um, that is just uh, like I, I am by all <laughs> means um, not a part of those community in a massive way. And yet I have been programmed to believe that anything, you know, more than a size six is unacceptable and disgusting and gross and unlovable, you know. And, you know, I was that the same weight or size that I am now um, when I first met my husband. And I had no qualms about the fact that he was falling in love with me at that point, you know. Um, And didn't think that like if I got if I my weight changed significantly once I had lost all the weight that he would stop loving me and yet what was so interesting is that I have now because I had been you know probably 20 pounds lighter than I am right now I had been dating in that space and the first thought wasn't about my self-worth it wasn't about the love I have for myself or how I see myself in the mirror, which were all the thoughts that were, you know, constantly plaguing me at the time. For me, it started looking like, well, the people that I'm dating now find me attractive. Well, they want to date me. Um, and that was interesting for me. That was a really interesting realization. It was a really interesting um, – thing to contemplate you know because at the end of the day I want to date somebody that uh, would love me and find me attractive at at all ends of the spectrum of my body um, fluctuation which it fluctuates a lot all the time as our bodies do naturally and something I've been seeing so many people talk about is you know pandemic weight gain and how terrible it has been and I think that there is a very big difference between saying, well, I gained weight during this quarantine and uh, I don't feel 100% um, like me or I haven't been as active or eating as thoughtfully and I would really love to be more mindful in that space um, to feel better. And the plethora of people that I see that are talking about I need to go on these intense diets in order to lose weight really fast because it's fucking hashtag hot girl summer or you know I need to get beach bikini ready and how how dare I have some extra rolls or uh you know bigger belly or more cellulite on my ass than I did when I entered quarantine and no matter what the thoughts that are going through your head around your body right now, I just want to remind you that there is no right or wrong. 
but I want to encourage you to remember that we have been through trauma. The last year and a half has been so wildly traumatic for so many of us and in so many different ways. And when we are put in lots of stress, which is what trauma, consistent trauma exists and looks like, our bodies react. And a lot of that, a lot of that looks like weight gain because it's how our bodies, you know, keep our organs safe and healthy. And that little bit of weight gain or maybe even a lot of bit of weight gain that you've experienced is really normal in the circumstances that we've been met with. And how beautiful would it be if we could all step into this summer normalizing that. Normalizing that all bodies are worth loving. Normalizing that, you know, no matter what we weigh, we can learn to love ourselves and accept ourselves as we are instead of punish ourselves for what we're not. For me, my body dysmorphia and my eating disorders were punishment over and over. Punishment for eating, quote, badly, which if you know me, you know that I don't believe in good and bad when it comes to food. Um, you know, and or punishment for not having worked out or punishment for gaining weight and the way that I speak to myself in the mirror is this, you know, my inner shit talker comes out hard and Janine is screaming at me saying all these awful things about myself and how I'm undeserving of love and um, should be ashamed of my body. So what that I can't fit into my shorts right now? I'll go buy a pair that I can. And yeah, Do I feel not my best right now? A thousand percent. And that's okay too. I can love myself when I don't feel my best. What a radical concept. It shouldn't be radical. And I say shouldn't with intention. It should not be a radical concept and yet it is. It's such a radical thought to love yourself when you don't feel 100% your best. What if we loved ourselves through the mess? What if we showed up every day and said, I love you, I see you, I'm proud of you, when we're having break, you know, breakdowns on the floor, when we are uh, going through our toughest times, when our anxiety is at its highest, when our bodies don't look the way we want them to? What if we loved ourselves through the whole process, through it all? It shouldn't be radical, but it feels radical. And I'm going through it with you too. You know, when you have a history of eating disorders and body dysmorphia, which I personally believe most, most of the population does, it never really leaves you. You know, you're never recovered the same way that an alcoholic is never recovered. They can be sober for a long time, but they're still an alcoholic. You know, that's why I always say I'm in, I'm in recovery and I always will be. Um, but the more, the longer that, that, that past that time passes and, and the more that I move through 
the process of loving myself and of being with myself, the more that I realize that these thoughts and these uh, pressures, while those may not go away or get quieter, uh, we can choose how we interact with them. So while I might look in the mirror right now and have moments where I go, damn, Amanda, like, you're not looking great, you know, or uh, my inner shit talker will say words to me that I don't love or society slash, you know, TikTok is showing me all these, you know, hot girl summer (laughs) roundups and not including a variety of body types in that presentation I still witness those feelings and thoughts but I also recognize that I have the ability and the power to operate differently from them to choose to be compassionate with myself to give my body extra love during this time um and while I'm, you know, I, I have made some choices in the last few days that have put me on a path to feeling better. I'm committing to doing a 5K walk around the neighborhood every day to get outside and move my body. And, you know, we've been eating takeout a lot, partially because we've been unexpectedly traveling and it's been, there's been a lot of stress in the house the last few weeks. And also because we've, you know, through quarantine wanted to support local spaces um but we've gotten away from cooking as much as we used to and um you know wanting to make that more of a priority um and so I'm going to go grocery shopping today actually going to a grocery store and pick out my food which I haven't done in so long um you know all of these things that I am doing to support feeling better and how can I love on my body in the process? How can I tell it that it is beautiful and worthy and, um, you know, uh, go on dates if that's where I'm feeling pulled to, um, and just, you know, be in the clothes that I have right now that feel and feel amazing and fit me and make me feel confident or maybe I'll, you know, do a quick target haul um, and get some, you know, inexpensive, a few pieces that make me feel really good where I'm at right now um, instead of trying to force myself to fit into the things that don't fit me. Um, how can you meet yourself where you're at with love and with self-compassion? That is what I encourage you to do today and every day. And if you need a push in that space outside of this, um, you know, so much of navigating sex and sexuality is about our bodies and it's about um, how we see ourselves and how we view ourselves and liberating our truest selves. And we're going to be deep diving into all of that, the Live Your Fuck Yes Life Virtual Summit. So again, all of that information is in the show notes. So, or if you're on my Instagram um, or TikTok, you can just head to the link in my bio and snag your ticket. Um And I really look forward to seeing you there. And yeah, um, I'm going to be sharing and probably already have shared a pretty um, 
vulnerable photo, I guess, um, and a caption uh, around today's episode on Instagram. So once you've listened to this, um, come on over and, and give it some love and share your own perspective around your journey in the pandemic. If you've also experienced you know, shift, shifts with weight and how that's impacted you, um, you know, you're not alone. And I hope you feel that after today's episode. And yeah, until next week, I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.